I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Carvana. Piranha are a group of freshwater fish from South America, infamous for their feeding frenzies, which are often depicted in popular culture, stripping people and animals down to the bone in a matter of seconds. Their name comes from the language of the native Tupi people of Brazil, combining the words for fish and teeth. For the most part though, the viciousness of the piranha has been greatly exaggerated. Like all animals, they only eat when hungry. They can be excited by a human splashing about, which can result in injuries, usually no more than one or two bites to the hands or feet. Fatal piranha attacks are extremely rare. In the right circumstances though, which is usually to say, when they've been deliberately enclosed in a small space and starved, red-bellied piranhas really can eat an animal very rapidly. With its red underside and blue top, combined with an overdeveloped lower jaw, Carvana is clearly Pokemon's answer to a piranha. It has a coarse texture to its scales, visible if one looks closely at official artwork, and this is reflected in the ability Rough Skin, which damages any opponent that makes contact with Carvana. A water and dark dual-type Pokemon, Carvana has a menacing scowl and exaggerated fins like the sails of a pirate ship. A cross-shaped scar on its chest completes a piratical theme, making Carvana the perfect partners of Pokemon Sapphire's Team Aqua. Pokédex entries for Carvana match the exaggerated abilities Piranha are often depicted exhibiting. Pokémon Ruby tells us, Carvana's strongly developed jaws and its sharply pointed fangs pack the destructive power to rip out boat holes. Many boats have been attacked and sunk by this Pokémon. Fire Red and Leaf Green told us, It lives in massive rivers that course through jungles. It swarms prey that enter its territory. Like real piranha, though, Carvana are at their most dangerous en masse. Hence we get some other Pokédex entries which delight in mocking the fish. For example, Pokémon Ultra Sun tells us, There are such cowards that they won't hunt alone. When five or so of them get together, they suddenly turn ferocious. The name Carvana takes the word piranha and adds carve for its ability to carve through prey and perhaps it incorporates the word carnivore as well. The Japanese name is Kibana, combining Kiba, or Fang, with Piranha. Amusingly, the Ana or Ana part of the word Piranha means tooth, so Kibana is essentially tooth-tooth. Perhaps the only fish more misunderstood and more unfairly feared than the Piranha are sharks. It is appropriate then that, at level 30, Carvana evolves into Sharpedo. Sharks have been blazing it for more than 420 million years, ruling the ocean since before the dinosaurs existed, and continuing to be among the most successful predators alive even today. From cute little dogfish that can fit in the palm of one's hand, to the mighty Megalodon which rivaled the giant marine reptiles for size and power back in the day, sharks are widespread, varied, and majestic. The only animal that can truly threaten sharks is, unfortunately, the human being. 
be it the cruel practice of finning sharks and throwing them back into the water, hunting them outright for their meat, or just overfishing and draining their food supplies, mankind has pushed a tragic number of shark species onto the endangered lists. Efforts to save sharks from extinction are hampered by the entirely undeserved reputation as killer monsters, which sharks have gained from movies like Jaws. As the tagline said, people are afraid to go in the water with sharks, but in reality, unless you're jumping into their territory in the middle of the ocean, sharks are even less likely to attack humans than piranhas are. Even when impeding upon their territory, they aren't necessarily going to hunt some strange land animal that's just poked itself into the water, although their way of investigating said strange animal may be to take a cheeky chomp. Unfortunately, even documentary programming, like Animal Planet's Shark Week, is more interested in drumming up viewing figures by sensationalising the danger than in protecting these marvellous creatures. Sharpedo is Pokémon's first shark Pokémon. Amazing considering 40 or 50 water-type Pokémon were introduced before we reached the third generation. Sharpedo is a stocky mix of a shark and a torpedo. Its shape resembles a sunfish at first, until you see the scarring at the rear. Sharpedo is supposed to resemble a shark with its tail cut off. This Pokémon is a damning indictment of the Chinese practice of finning sharks for shark fin soup. I wonder if this Japanese game developer will be as critical of whaling practices. Check back next week to find out. Sharpedo has the big, toothy jaws of a shark, along with an array of gills and eyes that resemble the hydrodynamic vents on a torpedo. Nips and scratches can be found all over its body, suggesting a life of violence, and a yellow scar on the nose carries over Carvana's pirate theme. In the remakes of the third generation games, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, surfing on a Sharpedo would allow the player to travel around at torpedo speeds. Perhaps like the HD version of Wind Waker's changes to the sailing methods, this was a response to the too-much-water criticism. More recently, Sharpedo made an impression in the Isle of Armor DLC for Pokémon Sword and Shield, where Sharpedo would launch themselves at high speeds toward players, just like real torpedoes. With no Dwayne Johnson to lean over the side of the bicycle and redirect them, this made avoiding Sharpedo battles a real challenge. Some Pokédex entries seem to emphasise that Sharpedo is an alpha predator to be feared, as real-life sharks are if you happen to be their prey. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Nicknamed the Bully of the Sea, Sharpedo is widely feared. Its cruel fangs grow back immediately if they snap off. Just one of these Pokemon can thoroughly tear apart a super tanker. Pokemon Sapphire tells us, Sharpedo can swim at speeds of up to 75 miles per hour by jetting seawater out of its backside. This Pokémon's drawback is its inability to swim long distances. Emerald calls Sharpedo the vicious and sly gangster of the sea. Its skin is specially textured to minimize drag in water. Its speed tops out at over 75 miles per hour. Ultra Sun's Pokédex speaks to the real-life practice of wearing a shark's tooth as a necklace. All of us 90s kids were probably guilty of this at some point, whether you went anywhere near a surfboard or, like me, you could barely go in the pool unless your feet were touching the floor. Even now I actually do have a fossilised shark tooth in my apartment from visiting a museum with some real megalodon jaws. People believe that carrying one of its discarded fangs will prevent mishaps at sea, so the fangs are made 
into accessories. But then there are entries like Moon, which speak directly to the real-life tragedies that impact shards. It has a sad history. In the past, its dorsal fin was a treasured foodstuff, so this Pokémon became a victim of overfishing. Interestingly, although Sharpedo is a third-generation Pokémon, we now know that there were Shark Pokémon who just didn't quite make the cut in earlier games. A combination of a shark and a swordfish was designed for the original Red and Green games, as shown in the Satoshi Tajiri biographical manga released in 2018. Then, in the beta version of Pokémon Gold and Silver, which was demoed at Nintendo's Space World event in 2000, then leaked online, there was a Pokémon whose front half resembles Sharpedo, though with the added touch of an anchor for a tail. The name, Sharpedo, combines shark and torpedo, although it also has the word sharp in there for good measure. The Japanese name is Samehada, combining same, or shark, and hadare, or samehada, which are various ways of saying rough skin. Sharpedo was the signature Pokémon of Archie, the muscular sailor who served as the leader of Team Aqua and main antagonist of Pokémon Sapphire. It made a good fit, and was appropriately intimidating, though it was never too tough to actually fight. In its debut in the third generation games, Sharpedo wasn't a big threat competitively. A combination of the move Endure, which would let it survive any attack at 1 HP, and its ability Rough Skin, which would injure the Pokémon attacking it, could occasionally let it knock out opponents faster than itself, but this was a small niche and tricky to pull off. The fourth generation gave a big boost to Sharpedo's ability, by splitting special and physical attacks on a move-by-move -move basis, letting Sharpedo combine its very high attacking stat with some dark and water moves. The fifth generation then gave Sharpedo another big boost, this time by giving it the hidden ability Speed Boost, which, combined with the prevalence of weather like rain, made Sharpedo a fast and powerful sweeping monster. The Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire remakes in the sixth generation brought one last new addition to Sharpedo's arsenal, the ability to Mega Evolve into Mega Sharpedo. With additional teeth jutting out like spikes, along with multiple extra scars and scratches, Mega Sharpedo does feel a little like one of those over-designed Mega Pokémon. But it made perfect sense as the signature monster of the villain, the newer, buffer vision of Archie. Pokémon Sun tells us, The spines sprouting from its head are transformed fangs. If they're injured or broken off, the spines will regenerate countless times. Pokémon Moon told us, As a consequence of Mega Evolution, its combative instincts exploded. The yellow marks it bears are scars from a long history of battles. Mega Sharpedo's ability, Strong Jaw, boosted the power of biting moves, of which it had more than a few, even ones that took advantage of its dual types. Mega Sharpedo wasn't the most popular of Megas, perhaps because it required especially skillful playing. The best technique is to use regular Sharpedo for a few turns, boosting speed through the ability Speed Boost, and then switch to Mega Sharpedo at the appropriate moment. Sharks are among those rare animals which are very cool as they live today, but which have even more exciting depths when one delves into prehistory. I enjoy seeing them wreak havoc in monster movies as much as the next guy. You can probably look forward to Tokyo Shark Attack, Deep Blue Sea, The Meg, and Sharknado making appearances on my other podcast, Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. But I wish more people would draw attention to shark conservation, 
as Game Freak did with this tremendous Pokemon. Music for Luke Lost Pokemon was composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Writing, editing, and producing is all by me, Luke Summerhays, and costs are covered by my lovely supporters on Patreon. If you like this podcast, please rate and review on whatever podcast app you're listening through, and please tell your Pokemon-loving friends. The podcast can be found on Twitter and Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN, so why not get in touch? The next two monsters are Whalmer and Numel, so please get in touch with your thoughts about those or any other monsters. Lastly, as I mentioned, this podcast is supported by Patreon. If you want to listen to episodes early and help keep the show hosted online, visit patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. You can also check out my and my friends' other podcasts over there, like the aforementioned Sci-Fi Sanctuary. And even if you don't feel like doing any of that, thank you so much just for listening. I love Carvana. And remember, I love you too.